This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey everybody, welcome to How To Tuesday. Welcome back because this is a three-part series with Austin Hain of Fineo Sport Fishing. He operates in Virginia in the Chesapeake Bay where cobia fishing is super popular and he's really good at it. And he's been helping us to learn about different techniques that they use up there for hooking the cobia, for the type of rod reel line and hook that they use, baits, different glasses you can use. Those are the last two episodes that we've we've uh, gone over. And today we're going to talk about the final step in landing a cobia, which is actually landing it, getting it in the boat, measuring it, and releasing it if it's undersized or putting it in the box if it is the right one. Austin, you have interesting um, regulations up there that, that do not allow for gaffing fish, uh, gaffing yeah. these cobias. Now, a lot of people gaff cobias. Um, I, I use a different technique. I'm interested to know what you have decided on as the, as the best technique, and, and let's go over that today. So uh, when it comes to landing these fish, you've hooked it, you, you've seen it, you've found it, you've cast to it, You've now, you've hooked it and fought it. Now what? Okay. So, um, the ga- let me just say to the gaffing thing, it is a pain on all this. So, um, ideally gaffing is going to be the way to go in my opinion for most situations, but let's go to, uh, the actual art of fighting the cobia. So cobias, uh, we do pull off a lot of fish. Um, I don't know what the deal is with them. I think it's because they go just so crazy on the side of the boat. They're, they're one of the, I think one of the most rapid, crazy moving fish when you start to try to get them on the gaff or on the net. So a lot of fish do come off both sides. Um, and another technique that I have found is I actually fight all my fish in gear. I never go neutral. Um, so let's say the fish eats off the bow of the boat, uh, which is most likely where my angler is going to be casting. What I'll do is actually pull the boat in reverse and I keep that line tight for him. 
and I'll just slowly either go left or right in reverse until that fish makes it to one of the back corners of the boat. Once he's in the back corner of those boats, that's where my angler is going to stay the whole time. Um, and what I'll do is put the boat forward and left or forward and right, depending on what corner he's in, and just make large circles on this fish. Not very fast, just nice, slow circles. I never let the fish pretty much pull past the center console, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. don't let them go forward. Because what happens is the hook, in my belief, I think the hook starts pulling backwards or something starts moving its head the wrong way. And uh, once I start losing control of that fish's head, um, I feel like we lose a lot more fish that way. Mm. And, um, and also in that situation, I don't like the fish to pull straight down. So I always want them to kind of be pulled horizontally because when they, Cobias do a large run straight down to the bottom when they're both side, and that's when we lose, I would say 75% of our fish is, is on that vertical pull right on the side of the boat straight down. So I never try to allow that to happen. So one question real quick before we move on. Uh, you have your angler in the back corner of the boat, either one that they choose or wherever the fish dictates that they, they should be. Why are you in the back corner of the boat as opposed to having them on the bow? Uh, because uh, so I actually fish a pilot house. I had a parker in, and that was always a pain like that. But either way, I like to all the, the gunnels are lower in the back. Um, and I just feel as if, you know, reversing a boat is a lot less control as opposed to, um, you know, going forward and actually steering correctly. Mm -hmm. And um, especially in the, the charter captain world, uh, you know, you don't have so, some of your anglers are amazing. Some of your anglers are, you, you know, they've, they've touched a rod once in their life. Mm -hmm. So with me being able to drive and really control the boat, I actually can fight that fish. If I start seeing slack lines or anything like that, I can actually tighten up the, uh, the line form. And mm -hmm. just having them in the back corner is just a lot more control, lower gunnels. And um, once we actually land the fish, there's a lot more room in the back of the boat to, to deal with them. Okay, cool. Cool. And uh, so now, you, you know, as you're fighting this fish, you're getting closer and closer to the boat. What kind of, um, what kind of instructions are you giving your, your anglers or, or what's next to, to get one of these large cobias like you have up there to the surface to where you can actually be a part of this? Okay. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of anglers do a lot of high sticking. Um, as, as we all know, that's just a classic when, when the angler starts getting beat and that's a big no, no, you know, a lot of customers just want to get that last, like just pull them because we can't gaff. Um, if we could gaff the fish, we could stick the gaff three feet in the water, two feet in the water, reach out and, and get them. We got to get that fish right up on top of the water. So it's a lot of also me talking to my mate and I'll be like, he'll tell me neutral. He'll tell me forward. Cause what I'll actually do is drive the boat, drive the boat, drive the boat. And the fish will start rising up when he's kind of wore out and, um, I'll, he'll tell me neutral when I put that boat in neutral, the fish will actually kind of float forward with the momentum that we just had them pulling at, and then we can scoop them up in the net like that. Um, but uh, but high sticking is is another thing that you've got to watch out for when when fighting cobias because, like I said, they thrash so much. So it's a lot of boat work that goes behind landing these big fish, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And so in order to get an inexperienced angler, now this is this would be as much for the angler as it is for the guide or the the recreational uh, person who's out there and they're actually in charge of driving the boat now. Um, high sticking, obviously. Uh, it, for anyone that doesn't understand what that is, it's when you're, you you get the rod so far back and you're really putting very little pressure on the fish, but the rod has a huge bend in it. You can you can uh, break a rod very easily like that. But what also is happening is the it's like a fulcrum. You have all of the of the pressure on you. You're putting very little pressure on the fish. Whereas if you could get that rod tip down to the water, then actually you're pulling 
not that hard and you're pulling really hard on the fish it's like a seesaw it works in in a different way so what austin's saying is is he doesn't want the anglers to high stick it's not putting any pressure on the fish you think you're pulling them that one or two extra inches so that you can get the net under them but that's not really how it works it would be better to get the rod rod tip down to the water to where you almost have this like last week we talked about he has a 20 inch leader it would be it would be uh, better to get you know, almost down to that leader knot and be lifting, you know, to, to get the net under the fish rather than doing this high sticking. So how are you coaching people to, uh, to, to bring the fish in and, and avoid the high sticking? Is it, is it just telling them to get the leader knot in the rod tip or what are you telling them? Usually, usually, yeah, they'll usually they'll understand what I'm saying right away. Um, but a lot of times my bait will actually physically have to reach out with his hand and say, do not lift the rod above, you know, uh-huh. this point. Right. Um, or put a lot of pressure on it. Um, but usually, you know, your, your your customers, we have this whole talk talk to the doc. I, I usually have a whole coaching session before we do this because there's so much stuff going on. Um, you know, but if they ever start making that mistake, you know, you, you just got to tell them again, not, of course, not in a rude way. It's like, hey, uh, just watch the high stick, guys. You know, you got to be polite to them. It's a lot better than, you know, being harsh about it, and especially if they ever lose a fish that way, which, that, like I say, you lose a lot in that situation. It just says what it is when you're a charter captain. You say, well, that, that's gone, guys. Just next time, let's try to keep the rod tip a little bit lower or anything like that. But um, but honestly, the, the customer usually listens to you once you once you know once they understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so now um, you're getting, you know, the, the fish is wearing out. You're in a position to where it's time to, uh, to decide. I mean, you can look at the fish in your area and you can say, well, that one's obviously a keeper. A lot of times in Florida, they're going to be right on the line. Um, where it, this is where this gaffing rule came into effect, I'm sure, is that if the fish is right on the line and you gaff it, well, you're not releasing that fish. And what happens if it's just a little bit undersized? So it's a it's a rule that we don't have, but I'm not saying it's a bad rule. It seems like could be a could be a good rule for survivability of the fish. But how are you uh, landing these fish? You know, when you determine it's a this is this is the one that you want or 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 that you're going to release it and would that differ at all in the way that you handle the fish okay um so with uh we have the net like you just said uh there is there is a couple tips that i can give you with netting cobias um the cobias are a very um active fish to say the least they're almost like a mahi mahi when you get them in the boat they they go crazy um but we'll start from actually putting the net in the water um I used to just go and buy these generic nets, uh, just the biggest ones you could find at your local tackle shop. And I don't know the exact size of them. Maybe they were 48 inches or 40 inches. I'm not exactly sure. Whatever the case. I bought myself a very nice net, to say the least. Um, and I bought the biggest one I could find because actually what happened is if you buy too small of a net, you'll go for the net on these fish and they get in there and they'll t- turn their tail around. They'll hop right back mm-hmm. out. Um, I also use a rubber net um, that does not have any knots. You know how a lot of them, um, they actually just have like strings with the knots and all that kind of stuff. And um, what will happen is you'll, we talk about using treble hooks. Um, we talk about using circle hooks and both of those are usually going to be right, you know, kind of exposed. And what will happen is you'll go in for the net and you have an angler trying to pull, you have the mate trying to go with the net, the fish going crazy. And if you have not that rubber net, um, you'll, get your hook tangled up in the net and the fish will roll and pop off. We've lost tons of fish that way. Um, but yeah, the rubber, the rubber net's crucial. And I bought, I bought the biggest net I could possibly find. It was online. I bought this. I mean, this net is hilariously large, but when I get them in there, you can, uh, what I do is I grab the base of the mesh 
and I grab the top of the, the metal bar, if that makes sense. So I'm not going in and scooping at the same time. You kind of grab the base of the net, kind of ball it up with your left hand. The right hand goes in with the net, and when the fish slides in there, you open up the bottom, and the fish will fall all the way in there. And once he gets in my giant net that I have, um, you're, you're not losing him. He's not coming out. Um, but after they're in the net, um, you, you got to kind of clear the deck because you have uh, – we talked about Kobe as being a bucket list fish for a lot of people is when they see a 60, 50, 60, 70 pound Kobe in a net, they're, they're like, they're like stunned. And you're like, Hey guys, we need you guys to back up because this fish is going to come in here and it's going to go crazy. So whenever we do lift him over the rail, um, we lay, if we're going to lay him in the back of the boat or whatever we're going to do, we make sure the entire back of the boat is completely clear because they go berserk. And um, one technique, which you were just talking about uh, earlier was the holding them off the ground is a, is a, a good technique. Um, before you actually lay them and they feel the ground because when they touch the ground they go crazy sometimes we'll put them directly into the cooler it really just depends on the size of the fish and um you know the dangers of everything if it's really rough and all that kind of stuff but most of the time uh we just deal with it in the back corner um we do use a fish bat sometimes just to you know knock them out if we're going to harvest them obviously and uh get the hook out put the hook away get our pictures and and go on Nice. And then if it's a, uh, if it's a fish that, that you're going to release, say you've caught uh, to your, your two good ones and now you've caught another really big one, how are you releasing one of these big ones? Releasing a small one is a different story, but, um, you know, obviously you're not using the fish bat to, to subdue it. If you, you know, you're going to release it, what, what do you coach people on there? Like, let's just say, you know, these are, these are uh, other anglers, not, not your own anglers, but like, coaching a, a, another captain or a recreational angler how do they release that fish the best okay uh yeah so when, once we actually get the uh, fish into the boat um i usually try to unhook them into the net like in the net i don't i don't take them out with that hook going crazy because yet again they're going to go wild and they, they can hurt themselves as well mm -hmm. so usually i try to uh, re remove the hook inside of the net and we try to do this usually within 30 seconds um we try to we already get our angler in the seat um, hooks out and what it will do is let, pick the fish up lay it into the the, the angler's lap and um you know cobias have the spikes on the top of their uh mm -hmm. the top of their dorsal fin mm -hmm. area and uh, that's really all you have to watch out for as in you know they don't have teeth or anything like that um and i put one hand kind of not in their gill plate but there's like a pocket you can grab and then one under their tail and you just lay right in their lap and uh they they sometimes go crazy but that's usually the best way you can you can handle a kobe in those situations to get them right back into the water immediately um sometimes what we'll do is um put them into the net and kind of like get them let them swim around in that area just let, let them hang out and release them that way or what we'll do is actually just revive him by holding him off the side of the boat until he kicks out of your hand mm -hmm. nice nice i love it um well that that fishing up there is is amazing i've never done it in the chesapeake bay but i certainly have heard many many people talk about it i got to get up there and go fishing with you up there and, and see that that cobia fishing one time at least um, for sure but that's i look amazing. forward to it i look forward to it um so that is uh that's a three-part series um all excellent uh advice so if you're just getting to this uh show today and you haven't heard the other two just back it up two weeks and you can hear about how uh, Austin coaches his clients to hook the fish, 
Also, the best choices in gear, including glasses, rod reel, line, and hooks. And then today, about finishing the job, fighting the fish, and landing the fish. All great information, Austin. I want to thank you for that. Austin is actually going to be on the podcast as a full-length guest here coming up soon, so make sure to tune into that one as well. It's Fineo Sport Fishing. Fineo stands for failure is not an option i love that name that's really cool and austin how can they find you and how can they watch you on twitch okay um yeah so uh, if you the best way to get in contact with me would be on instagram that's instagram uh type in fineo f-i-n-a-o underscore live we live stream uh fishing five days a week um you can actually catch our cobia fishing live um through in the summertime in virginia in the wintertime we're down here in florida that is twitch.tv forward slash Fineo Live, one word. And uh, if you want to look at a book and a charter with us, our website is fineosportfishing.com. All right. Great. That's awesome, man. Uh, check out all these other two shows and then get ready for Austin to be a full length guest. That's How To Tuesday for this week. We will see you next week with another awesome guest or another awesome topic. See you.